0: Do you know sometimes when you just have those moments that you know that are God? Well, I've just had one. Because I was seeing this morning, just going through my what I was going to share this morning, um, um, and <laughs> I was reading John 15, Peter, <laughs> and God really spoke to me and said, that, that, that scripture needs to be part of what you're talking about. Well, it's not part, doesn't need to be part of what I'm talking about because it's already been, spoken, and I just thought, gee. So I was sitting I was sitting in my seat, and um, I was looking around, and I thought, geez, there's a lot of people here. Um, when I passed at the church, it was small, and um, I was really comfortable with that. There's lots of people. It's nice that you're here, because it's a great church to be a part of. But um, I was just reassured that it's not about me. It's not really about how I feel. It's not really about what I'm doing, because I'm actually not the focus, that, that God is the focus And he's my heavenly father and that he knows all. And um, if he's gracious enough to use what I say to touch people's lives, then I am truly thankful. Um, But I'm just hoping and praying that I can be the vessel that he can use. Um, I like to tell little bits about myself sometimes. If I feel safer, no. Um, I, I actually am a huge... Um, V8 motor racing fan. Yeah. Unai Craig Rosenberg. <laughs> um, and um, do you find yourself, you get consumed by things? I do. And in 2004 um, I packed up my, I have a wife, three daughters, I packed up my family um, with some other friends and we went down to Bathurst for the big race. And um I was fairly excited and fairly consumed. And at the time, I was driving a very old Tarago van, so I wasn't really the part as far as the car goes. <laughs> but in here, I was so much a part. And we went there and um, got very consumed by the event and the day. And, um, you know, I just was so excited that um, Holden won and there were seven Fords following. It's a very exciting day. So I got... You get... In life, you get consumed by things, and that day I was really consumed as I sat at the end of Conrod on the first lap and just heard that roar coming over the hills. It was just it was a godlike moment. It was amazing, and I, you know, I said, "God, you truly are a V8 supercar fan," and I thank you for that. <laughs> um, but we get we get consumed by life, and a lot of times, what consumes us is not necessarily what needs to consume us. Is that, would you agree with that? Because we live in a world that is just that goes at such a fast pace that sometimes what we are consumed by is not necessarily um, what we could be consumed by, maybe um, what God would want us to be or like us to be consumed by. So I just want to read um, a scripture and then we'll get into it. Um, Genesis chapter 1, if you've got a Bible, you might want to turn there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And um, it says, Then God said, Let us. I just want to pause there because uh, that scripture says, Let us. So God, um, right the, from the beginning, um, was never alone. It's not a let me, it's let us. Let us create man in our own image. So, God is already, right from the beginning, about relationship, about connection. And that's where He worked from. He didn't work from a point of individuality, He worked from a point of connection. And I believe that that's His will for for everybody, that they work from a point of connection. God said, Let us create man in our own image, in our likeness, let him rule over the fish of the sea the birds of the air, and over all livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So if we are wanting to have healthy lives and healthy relationships, then we must come from an us point of view. I believe here at the project it's a lot about the us point of view. So then you would skip across to the Gospels and you you might read the Gospels and you'll you'll see how Jesus operated, how that he um, spoke with great wisdom, related with great wisdom, performed miracles, raised the dead, did a whole lot of amazing things. But he did all of that out of his connection with his Heavenly Father. He did all of that out of a connection, out of relationship. So I believe that um, because it says in the beginning that God created us in his image, in his image, we're created in, in, in the image of God, that we can actually live like Jesus lived, out of a connection in relationship. Jesus lived out of his wholeness, which came out of his intimate connection with his father so if that's the life we we could live how many of us do live that life? Put up your hand if you live that perfect life that Jesus lived nice and high it's really good that no one did because if you did then the second coming's already been and I've missed it (laughs) but of course we don't we don't live that life and why, why don't we? What keeps us from living that life? Well, it's a little thing called our humanity. And it gets in the right of everything. But that's, that's why we don't. So if, I just want to read one more scripture. John chapter 16, if you've got your Bible and you want to turn to that. John chapter 16. So our humanity, um, a lot of time, actually stops us from living. Okay, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Two things about that scripture. The first thing is peace. I have told you these things so that you may have peace. And then next bit, trouble. In this world you will have trouble but take heart way of overcome the world. So in our lives, there's two things. There's peace and trouble. Some days we have more peace, some days we have more trouble. What do we want more? than What do we strive for more, more than anything else? What is the world striving for? Peace. Peace, peace, peace. But what's it full of? Oh, so much trouble. It's full of trouble. There's wars everywhere and... Um, There's unrest, there's immorality worldwide. It's full of trouble. It's full of heartache and trouble. But everybody is striving for peace. What do you enjoy the most? We enjoy peace the most. When you get in a place in your house or somewhere where you are and you can be and there's nothing coming through here just at a time of peace, you go, this is so good. But it doesn't happen that often. But we, we want it. We strive for it. We want to be in that place of peace. So, we cannot make peace happen. Are we all agreed to that? We we try. We do all that we can to make peace happen, but it's actually, we, we are incapable of making peace happen. We were born into a world of trouble. So what we're going to do this morning is... Um, I'm just going to grab this whiteboard over here. Um, we're, going to, we're going to build ourselves a little wall of trouble so we can all have a little look at what goes on in our lives because there's a lot of trouble. So building a wall of trouble because mostly in our humanness our life is just all about trouble, mostly mostly and we uh, a lot of times in our effort to fix it we try to bring god to help us with our trouble but we want god to help us with our trouble our way not 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 necessarily his way but our way so we live in a world and we're born into that world so the day you were born you were actually born into sin so sin is trouble we were born into trouble and so now we are living in a world of trouble but all that time we're living and involved in our world of trouble we are doing our best to try to create our own world of peace that's how the world operates we live in trouble but we try to create peace do you all agree with that it's pretty yep we live in trouble we try to create peace when when i go to work there's a whole bunch of guys there i have two jobs but one of them there's a whole bunch of guys there and um, they're all about Living in a world of trouble, but they're trying to create their own world of peace. And they use all sorts of things to try and do that. So that's how we go. Um, Just before I do that, my other job, I'd just like to welcome a couple of people. That mean a whole lot to me and my wife, Um, Ted and Ian Kiddo. Just wave there. If you don't know them or never met them, you need to because they're just wonderful people. (laughs) Wonderful people. Going on. Okay, so... I'm going to take a little bit of time this morning to talk about what the wall looks like. So, to do that, I've asked a wonderful person to help me, because if I wrote, then you wouldn't be able to read. So, I need someone that knows how to write, and what better person than a schoolteacher? <laughs> See, there you go. I'm, I'm no not pressure. silly. No pressure. So, Beck's going to help me, um, and so, and and also, um, you're going to help me. You, you guys are going to help. I hope. I hope. Um, if you don't, we'll, we'll get by. So I'm going to start us off. So down at the bottom, I want two big, long, two big long bricks I like that, take the whole length of that. Excellent. Yep, all right. so these are some of the, the building blocks that we use to build our, our wall of trouble, so to speak. So f- first one down here, we're just going to put um, rejection. And then beside of that, we're going beside that. We're going to put independence from God. So one of the biggest problems, trouble in our world today, is that we could we could call it abandonment, but something that more people probably understand is is the whole issue of rejection. Who who has never been rejected in their life? Game, see, we've all. It's it's just such a big problem. Next up here, we're going to put. Um, fear of man and next to that mate we're going to put um, isolation so again um, fear of man which has to do with our acceptance um, is a big issue in the world today Um, most of the time to make our world okay We desire to be accepted by everybody. We want acceptance. We want to feel loved, feel approved of, all of that. Then the rest of this, let's just build some bricks here, and we'll build just little ones. Okay. So, what are some things? So you can just call them out to to me. Some things that are in our world that will that help us build our wall. Things like, I'll, I'll start her off. Things like uh, stress and things like anxiety. So how about you give me some more? Loss, Loss. thank you. Expectations. Sorry? Expectations. expectations, thank you. Busyness. Sorry? Business? yep. Any others? Media, yeah, nice. Yep, sickness. It's keeping you going, aren't it? <laughs> Anger. Anger, yep, great. Conflict. conflict. Yes, thanks, thanks to Mr Sondergaard we had a lot of conflict yesterday. <laughs> it was great. What was, what was that? Gluttony. Gluttony. Thank you. Yeah, we. A, yeah, just flip around, right? Yeah, keep it going. Covetousness. Yep. Anything else? I've still got some on my list that haven't been said. Discontent. Discontent. Thank you. Hate. Hate. Oh, lovely! Who said that? <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> that's really good. It's great. Keeping up there, Beth. Good girl. Pride. Pride yep. Thank you. Yep. Great. Jealousy. Yes. Any 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 more um, let me just help out here a bit um, How about shame where is where do we write anger? Is that on the I other side the oh, we'll leave that no no we'll leave that for you. Um, how about addictions and let's um Let's just have a, a little look at that. There's just some we could add. So in addictions, of course, we always think about um, which are extremely relevant. Uh, um, the main ones are um, some sort of sexual addiction, drugs, alcohol, relationships. But there's, there's so many others, like food, like uh, relation, I've said relationships, um, like addicted to, addictive to being approved of. Oh, there's just we could write a whole list on that alone of different types of addictions that our society um, has produced. Um, how about denial? If I ask a question at the end of this, does anybody have any of these as a part of their life? And they say no, that's what you're in. <laughs> um, how about envy? Is anyone thinking of any others while I'm yapping on? How about, uh, how about procrastination? I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Independence. Did you say that, Susan? It's amazing. <laughs> um, loneliness, have we got that? Intelligence. Gotcha. <laughs> oh my God, they keep coming, yeah. We'll just do a few more. How about um, withdrawal? Um, emotional and physical. And um, any others? Greed, or maybe money. same thing. Oh well, money is a part of greed. There's lots of other greed, isn't there? All right. Um, did we got loneliness up there? Did I say that? Right. Cool. Um, and have we got independence? All right. We've done well. Okay. That is excellent. Thank you, Beck. You've done very well you will get the prize at the end. <laughs> Give her a clap. So, um, we, you know, we could we could turn we'll turn that around in a minute, but if we just if we just have a look at that um, and if we have a look at the other side in a minute, so I just want you just, just to have a look at that just to have a look at that um, and just say let's have a look at what what out of here is a part of your makeup is a part of your wall of trouble. Just have a look at that, okay I'm not going to ask for volunteers to volunteer. how many we're just looking All right, I'll just flip that around. Oh. and we'll just have a bit of a look there as well so would i would I be? Not far from the truth. If I said more than 50% is what is on there is a part of our individual makeup. Yeah, would I be pretty close? We could probably say more or maybe less. I don't know, but I'm not you. Um, But I can speak for myself. A lot of those are a part of my life, not on a continual basis, but a part of my life. So, in reality, that's part of me. trying to deal with life and um, trying to make that work by myself. So in in all that, those things, a lot of those things that are here and on the other side, that's just part of how life happens. That's just part of how life happens. Who's ever experienced some grief before? Everybody. Everybody. The world's just full of grief. Um, It's not just about losing a loved one. There's just so much else. Losing a job, losing a pet, losing... um, there's so many things that involve, that, are, that cause us grief. So the world is just full of um, things that happen. And then other things we do to try and give us relief and release about those things happen. So if, um, if um, I'll, I'll choose a simple one. If, who's ever had conflict in their life? Seen as Mr. Sondergill's on about it, we'll keep going. Who's ever had conflict? If you didn't put up your hand... Gee, you're a liar. (laughs) Put up your hand if you had conflict. We all have conflict. Put up your hand if you just love conflict. (laughs) Pete did give an example yesterday of someone that loved conflict. I thought, that person is crazy. (laughs) Nobody, nobody loves conflict. Nobody loves conflict, but, but it's, a, it's a part of our life, isn't it? And, and a lot of times in my own life, when I, I, I do not like conflict. When I have conflict, my way of dealing with conflict is to withdraw. Um, so if my wife and I have conflict, sometimes I will withdraw. And she'll come after me with a stick and tell me to get out from under that bed. No. Um, <laughs> and fight like a man. No. But a lot of times, that's my way of dealing with that. I will withdraw emotionally and sometimes physical, physically, and just um, you know, it just doesn't work out it doesn't work out, the, the, the problem doesn't get um, solved, um, but to do conflict healthily we need to move together, so that we can work out for the common good of the relationship, but mostly we take conflict personally and make it about us, but it's not really, it's about for the health of relationships mostly so I believe that we are on a journey to peace. Peace is not something that just happens, but we are on a journey to peace. So I just want to talk about that for a little bit. So our journey to peace, three things, or four things, but three things mainly, about our journey to peace. Number one, in our journey to peace, we want to move from religion to relationship. So a lot of these things are about religion. And on the other side, about religion. It might not be about godly religion, but it's about religion. So we want to move from religion to relationship. So religion is about knowing all the right things and doing all the right things. That's actually what religion's about. Knowing all the right things and doing all the right things. But relationship, relationship is about being and resting. Relationship is about being okay when life's not okay. And resting in the loving arms of our great and wonderful Heavenly Father. That's what relationship that was, that's what being is about. And God's called us to be. Jesus came to the earth and he and he spent his whole life, whole time on earth being. Being among the people. That's what he did. He he was just there. The second one is so that's one, moving from religion to relationship. The second one is moving from denial to ownership. So a lot of the time, we go around saying, "No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a problem with anger. I don't have um, this addictive problem. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't." And we say so we don't. We don't really own anything about our lives. It doesn't have to be something big. It can be something tiny. I've never been rejected. Um, things. But the truth is that we need to move from that into ownership, which really goes from, I need to go from saying no to yes. No, life's okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm okay, to yes, sometimes I'm, I'm not okay, life's not good. And then thirdly, we need to move from procrastination to process. So we all know what procrastination is because we all do it. We all go, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week or not now or I'm just a little bit busy or there's a hundred reasons why we use that. But um, process is the healing journey that Father wants to take us on. And process is not about what you know it's about who you know. process is not about, I need to gather all this information and then I'll be able to deal with the problem properly. It's, got, it's really got nothing to do with gathering a whole heap of knowledge because knowledge, what is knowledge? Just equals power. And power gives us what? Control. So if, we, if we're knowledge gatherers, that's all we're after. We are just wanting to have enough power so we can control our situation. But it's not about that. Process is about moving toward God because he's who we know. So I did this um, counselling course once and one of the big statements that the lady said was, "It's it's not who you know, it's about whose you are. It's not about what you know, it's about whose you are. Whose are we? We're gods. We are his precious children. So the thing that I so much enjoy about the journey that my wife and I are undertaking as being part of the project is that that, what, that is what this church is about. This church is about moving people into process so that we can start dismantling our wall. And if we want to have um, healthiness in church and healthiness in life, that's, that's what we'll do. We need to move from procrastination, so to speak, or not doing, to actually moving into a whole life of process. Does process when does process ever end? Well, when Jesus comes, it'll end. But until then, we are in a lifetime of process. And it's a journey. And that journey is great. That journey is great. Because we, we're either we can either keep all this. See, so keep all this. Let's turn it over again. I just like playing with this white one. Hey. We're either in we can either stay in this, all of these things that we have in our lives, and try to build our own world of peace. But it's really hard when how many know that physically, if you've got a brick wall here, it's really hard to go forward, isn't it? It's really hard to go past that because it's there. But if you, if you dismantle that wall piece by piece, if we dismantle that, if we move into process with our Heavenly Father and we just start to dismantle that, then we can actually go forward. And then if, if in life then some of those little things start to build again, it's not such a big job then to dismantle them, is it? But if we keep let, if we just... All we do... Is let the building process happen and say so we're building, 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 then we just, we stop. We can't, we can't go forward. I, um, yesterday, when we were at the, the counselling training, um, I'm going to use one of your examples, mate. Pete gave an amazing example. He had a picture on the screen of a, a beautiful beach. Who likes the beach? Man, I love the beach. It's just something great about it. And he said, if um, our goal in life was, is to get to the water, but this is what we keep doing. We just walk up and down, we're walking up and down like this, the water's there. Are we going to get any closer to the water? No, we're not. If we drive a car along that beach, up and down, are we getting closer to the water? No, we're not. But getting to the water is our goal. But if we if we stand, we're like this, if we turn and we face the water and we take Am I closer to the water? I am i do this. Am I closer to the water? Closer to the water. So it doesn't matter if we're not running to the water because if we've got things in our life that we need to dismantle, that we need to process so that we can be free and we can have a sense of freedom and, and live that way, then that... Sometimes that takes some time. And, and the great thing about being in connection with God is that he's okay with that. He's okay. Sometimes we, sometimes if we see those things, it's very confronting and we go, oh man, 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 I've just got to get rid of those quickly. I've just got to get rid of those I, because I've got to get to the water. I've got to get to the water. Well, is the water going anywhere? No. But, but God wants to God wants our trip to the water to be nice, to be as we process. Now some of it will be a little bit messy but it's okay because if we look, there's the water. So we're not focusing on so much on what's here. Some of it will be messy because we'll have to process that and deal with that and do some things so that doesn't return, so to speak. But that's part of the journey part of the journey to the water. There's two fantastic... Well, there's, there's more, but I've just got two written down here. Fanta- fantastic things about the project, about our church, that really helps in that. And they're f- focused on um, more and more, the more I'm here. And the first one is um, community groups. Because that's all about people processing and working through life together. It's about people dismantling their wall together. Isn't that exciting? Is it more exciting to to dismantle a wall in your life with the help of others than it is to try and do it on your own? So It's so much better. Out of our connection with God and then out of our connection with others that that we are, are in connection with as we're as we're open and honest and say, "I'm really struggling," and then we can process life together and journey toward that freedom that awaits us. The other thing is, which is um, only just starting, is a group that that um, is called Recalibrate. And some of these things, you know, have deep um, holes in our life. Some of them are, are so much part of our DNA that sometimes we have a lot of trouble. Firstly, we have a lot of trouble seeing them and then we have a lot of trouble just working them through and processing so that we can gain healing. And So sometimes you need a little bit more of an intensive and I believe um, we are just starting one and I'm so excited to be a part of that. Um, Sometimes we just need that little bit extra help and it's so refreshing to be part of something. I've been around church for so many years, I'm, even though I do look young, <laughs> I'm not quite that young and uh, I've been a Christian since I was nine and um, I, I mean I've yep, yeah, the first um, yep, yeah, I get emotional when I talk about it. the first 30 years of my Christianity, my, my walls were so high that no one could get in, not even my wife, she got in around there a little bit they were just monumental. But I was never empowered. I was never empowered to actually go, hey, this is why, this is why you don't live where, God, where you could be living because there's a whole lot of things. And actually when I, when I um, started to go through a process um, of dismantling, it was so um, uncomfortable and it was painful. But I, I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't change it for anything because um, I, am, I was so much able to see. Like It's like um, shades have been lifted off my eyes and I could see and I could enjoy and I could live. Now, has life been perfect since then? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But um, I believe as I continue my journey, with others, um, then life will continue to be able to be lived. And, and when that day comes, when my God comes back, um, then I'll live in total freedom. But, uh, but until then, I don't have to live behind all of these things. You know, so like you're there and you're just peeking over the top maybe sometimes. So we can live... The last thing is um, living in freedom so it's a moving from religion to relationship moving from denial to ownership moving from procrastination to process and then living, living in freedom living, sometimes um, the world doesn't know what it, what it is to live free we think that freedom is gained in materialism and all the things that go with that and we, we, and we just strive and strive and strive but in the end no one really feels free we all feel boxed in because we're looking in the wrong place for freedom. So we must, we must have that connection with our Heavenly Father. We must have a relation of fatherhood, of what it means to have a perfect father. Who would know that? And then we move from, OK, I've got things in my life. These are what they are. We move to ownership. We don't deny what's down here anymore. And then, we, and then if, we see, if we see the issues then it's imperative that we do something about that, that we start the process, that we, that we enter that journey of process and we don't leave it. We stay in there. We don't go, all right, got rid of them, good. Job's done. And we, and we go about rebuilding another wall because that's what you do if, you, if we don't keep in the process. And then we can live in, in, in freedom. Not in freedom that all our problems are gone because they're not ever all gone but we can live in the freedom of knowing that we have a loving Father who loves us way too much to leave us the way that we are. To leave us the way that we are. So we should be, we should be banging Sondergeld's doors down to get in a community group, to get, to do Recalibrate, to do the things that are provided for us to help us process Life and move toward freedom. Does do does this church have all the answers? I don't think so. But it's it's a great place to be because it does those things. It enables people to move toward freedom. I was reading John fifteen this morning. I just want to um, come to a close here and. Um, I've just wrote a little bit of it. I've put a bit of what do you say that colonese to it, um, if you can if you can use that word. Um, and it goes like this: I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that does not that is not alive. While every branch that is alive, he prunes so that it will flourish in life. Remain in me. And I will remain in you. No branch can live by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you live unless you remain in me. If you remain in me and I in you, you will be alive. Apart from me, you cannot live. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Do you you hear that? Do you hear that? When I said at the beginning, we can have the life that Jesus had, what did Jesus have to do in a situation where there needed to be changed? What did he do? He asked. He asked. Whatever you ask in my name, it will be given you. You will have fullness of life Showing yourselves to be my disciples. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. See how in that scripture it talks about the two most important things in life. That we love our God. Well, firstly, we know we have a revelation of what love is because we know that he has loved us. We love him and then as we live As that love is in us and comes out of us, then we love each other. This morning I want, uh, I would like, sorry, if Nathan and the band could come back up. I would like us to stand, if that's okay. So you can do that now. That'd be great. Mm. And... You would have looked here and there will be things in your life that are just not okay. So what I want you to do this morning is as you're looking and as you're contemplating I want in here, because it's a good place to start I want you in here to own those. Okay, I see those things and there might be there might be um, some high points, and just let me turn that around again before we go on. I want you to know that we all have these sort of issues: fear of man and rejection. It's just part of it's just part of modern society's makeup. And so, you might even want to start there. There might be a huge part point in your life where you where you were abandoned and rejected. You know, it could have been as a child. I just want you to have a look and then say, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, God, Father, that is me. That is me. I, I know that is a part of my life. And then as we sing this song, I want you to meditate on him. Meditate on him and meditate on the healing chains that, that he is going to bring to your life. And then, of course, we need to do something about that. We need to take action upon that. And sometimes we can't. We can't. Can you change the fact that you've had um, a huge loss in your life? Can you change that? No. But you can certainly receive healing from the one that can heal.